Okay. Took me a second. Yeah, got yeah, it. Yeah, it was looking like it wasn't gonna fucking run, and then I was gonna have to be pissed. All the rage. Yeah. Um. So I made notes because that's just how I have to do this. I know. If I don't, I forget. Anyways, hi guys. I'm Shelby. Hi, I'm Kinsey. I don't even remember the last time we introduced ourselves. It's been a few episodes. Anyways, hi. This is Heckle and Shy. <laughs> um. So this week for me. I went to Bath and Body Works because they were having a sale. Oh, shit. Plus, Casey gets the military discount. So mm. I was like, <laughs> So I took off to go. Oh, I actually got a soap called Vampire Blood. Like, all their Halloween and, like, fall soaps and everything were on sale. Oh, shit. That's um, where I need to go. Right? And then I came home, and I'd only been gone, like, an hour. My entire fucking downstairs was, like, flooded. My whole kitchen, whole dining room, and it was coming out here onto the carpet. God. You can see I still have the dehumidifier and fans and all that shit yeah. in my house. Um, so we had to wait for them to come get all the water sucked up. We had to stay like, I think it was two nights out on Camp Williams because you're not supposed to really be around the dehumidifiers because mm-hmm. it dehydrates you, which probably is why. Those are like I, industrial ones. Yeah. That's actually smaller. They had two bigger ones in here. Really? Yeah. Wow. Um, so that's probably why I feel even more like shit than normal. Yeah. That takes a lot out of you. That's a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. Got asked how I felt about being a potential single mother of three. That was fun. Uh, I can't stress enough how funny. not single I am. How <laughs> not single she is. I just don't. I don't know. I was super confused by that. Mostly because. Are you fucking kidding me? Right. It's literally impossible to miss Casey. Right. Like he can eat the guy for breakfast, I'm sure. 100%. I don't even know what this dude um, looks like, but I'm guessing. Yeah, I can't stress how not single I am. That's so funny. Yeah. Speaking Uh, of not single, I have something really quick before I forget. What? My pregnancy scare. Oh, my God. (laughs) We call it a scare, but I actually wasn't scared. I would have been fine if it was Have you started? No. Okay. Did you take another test? Yeah, but it's my... I'm on the... I have the IUD, so it's not that... No, I know. That's a long time. Well, it's not that abnormal for me to go a whole month without it, and then I'll start again next month. That makes me nervous. But it doesn't happen often. So that mixed with some of the other stuff I was feeling. I was over here recording last time, and (laughs) Shelby put it in my head. I'm going to be pregnant. My bad, guys. We went and got the first test. I fucked it up. Dude. (laughs) Okay, I've never really taken a pregnancy test before, so I don't know. It's fine. I've never in my life met anyone who fucked up pregnancy tests. Well, I just peed too much on it Mm -hmm. because I really had to pee. So anyways, I flooded it. Nothing showed up. I didn't know at this time there was a thing as an evaporation line. <laughs> and I only went back like an hour or so later and it came up with two double lines like I was pregnant. So I called Shelby. We go pick up two more tests. <laughs> Couldn't pee enough. So I kind of fucked up the first one. She fucked up this. This is the second test. She fucked up. So that's up, two yes. out of three. And then I had to pee into a solo, a red solo <laughs> cup. I'm putting that in there. And this is how good Shelby is. She held my pee cup <laughs> and she put the pregnancy test soaking in my pee cup for me. <laughs> And then she was, like, looking at the pee test, like, in her hand. Like, she's such a good friend. I just don't. It's, listen, it's a pregnancy test. What do you do? <laughs> My pee is just all up and around her. Not up. Around, up near and around her. What do you do? And so, yeah, anyways, long story short, they're all negative. We think she's not pregnant. We're pretty positive she's not pregnant. I don't know. I haven't been drinking just in case. We'll see. Right? Yeah. So, like, we'll see. <laughs> but, yeah, that was... I totally forgot about equal that. Too. I know. I almost did too. That's why I had to write it down. And then I was like, I'm glad I'm you wrote that down. Because that's funny as fuck. <laughs> right. It was like, who fucks up too? I had to make her chug tests. like three water bottles. And you would think that she filled that red solo cup up, but she didn't. No, it's funny. 
I went home and an hour later I peed like three times. I told you. Heavily. Yeah, Yeah, I believe it. Oh, God. Um, I would have been fine if it was positive. What's funny is I put in my notes how that I was going to start Halloween decorating. Oh, <laughs> we and then just perfect. opened those. Yeah. So for those of you that are not in the group yet, um, we've started to do unboxing videos of our presents you guys are sending us. And we... Good job. Yeah. Good job oops. there. We recorded ourselves opening a really beautiful gift from one of our listeners named Ashley. The second one from her in like a yeah. week. She's yeah. two weeks. She's so sweet. She's a sweetheart. So if you're not in our closed group, you should go join that. It's just Heckle and Chai's closed group and the password is spiritual condom. Put it on. Yeah. And then my gender reveals in like four weeks and you leave for California in like two weeks and it's just like I need to time out. Yeah, I know. I'm excited. I got oh, cool thing. I need to save some for the next episode. But. Yeah. I'll tell that one on the next one. Hi, yeah. you'll have to wait a week. I'll wait an hour to tell you. I feel like I'm going to puke. Uh-oh. Um, so because we're doing double recordings, we're just going to jump our asses right on into this yeah, ship. that's a good idea. So, did I go? Who went first last episode? I don't even remember what the fuck. Oh, yeah. It was my dream one released. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because the one. So, because yours was so long. So we, like, decrefuffled all of it. Decrefuffled Yeah, all I don't know. That was just the only word that I had. It fit. Um, okay, so this episode, I'm going to be covering something called a cryptid. Um, I don't, you probably don't even know what that is, do you? I've heard of it, yeah. Okay, so I'm going to be covering the Wendigo, or Wendigo. Yes, oh, yeah, I totally know what this is. Some people say it different. I say Wendigo. That's how I would say it. That's how okay. I it and heard it. So, sometimes it is referred to as the Wetico, as opposed to the Wendigo, mm-hmm. and it originates in Algonquin folklore. Algonquin? Mm-hmm. Cool. It's a mythical man-eating creature or evil spirit native to the northern forests on the Atlantic coasts and the Great Lake region of the U.S. and Canada. The Wendigo appears as a monster with some human characteristics or a spirit who possessed a human and made them become or look monstrous. Okay. Historically... The Wendigo is associated with murder, greed, and culture taboos. Mm. Now, it said culture taboos, but it didn't get specific because I want to know what the fuck that means. Yeah. Because half the shit we talk about is a culture taboo. That's what I was just going to say. I think our whole show is kind of a cultural taboo. 100%. So, the legend actually lends its name to a medical term. People call it Wendigo psychosis. Hmm. Um. This is a culture-bound syndrome, which I have no idea what the fuck that means. But supposedly it causes intense craving for human flesh and the fear of becoming a cannibal. Yeah, ugh. But it's super controversial. Like, a lot of people will diagnose it medically. Other people Mm -hmm. are like, are you fucking dumb? Yeah. Um, So I didn't touch too much on that because personally I think fucking dumb, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so the Wendigo was – okay – so this is a quote. I just don't remember who it's by. Somebody described what it looked like from years ago. What are you doing? I have lipstick all over my Oh, it's damn a straw. straw I thought you were fucking like using a screwdriver to screw your lid onto your whatever, dude. I need help. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the Wendigo was gaunt to the point of emaciation. Um, its desecrated skin pulled tightly over its bones with its bones pushing out against its skin and its complexion the ash gray of death. The eyes were pushed back into the sockets. The Wendigo looked like a giant skeleton recently brought up from the grave. What lips it did have were tattered and bloody. Yeah. Unclean and suffering from separation? 
I don't know, it's a word, <laughs> of the flesh. The Wendigo gave off a strange and eerie odor of decay, decomposition, death, and corruption. Oh, God. Right? Yeah, and apparently, like, its eyes that were super sunken into its head were, like, yellow. Jesus And God. when you look into their eyes, you're, like, trapped. Like, Fuck you go that. with them. They are often described as giants that are many times larger than human beings. Whenever a Wendigo would eat another person, it would grow in proportion to the meal it just ate. Um, so in turn, it would never be full. So like, mm-hmm. if it ate something your size, it would then grow that big, yeah. and it would need more food mm-hmm. because now it's bigger, and, and then, then more food that is bigger. So it's like forever fucking hungry. Yeah. Um, never satisfied after killing and consuming one person. They were constantly searching for new victims. Um, aside from being in wooded areas, the Wendigo likes to stand outside people's bedroom windows. Fucking A. And it will mimic the voices of people that the victim would be drawn to. Yeah, I've heard that one. Oh, God. Yeah. And uh, you're like, look over your I shoulder. Look the window. <laughs> um, and it will imitate small children asking for help or a crying baby. And they'll do it over and over and over and over and over and over again. I hear that stuff sometimes, and I look around, and I'm like, what is that? You're in a fucking Wendigo. Oh, God. No. But then it's probably just one of my crazy neighbor kids. (laughs) So, a while ago, someone wrote in with a personal story with an experience that they had had. No shit. With a Wendigo. So, I am going to read you guys that. Yes, let's do it. They asked to remain anonymous. I read it forever ago on the podcast. Like, it was on one of the listeners' lures. Okay. Um, but I know a couple of them got deleted, so I don't know if you may have heard it, because I know you've listened from the beginning. Yeah. Um, I know some people on here haven't, but even if you heard it already, it's fucking funny. Um, okay, so again, this person likes to be anonymous with all their stories. So growing up in West Texas, we had a lot of trails and fields. Um... Around my grandma's, the wise and watchful woman she was, would tell us never to go out on the trails past midnight. And if for some stupid fuck reason we decided to be out past then, we should always be watchful of the Wendigo. Anyways, I was 17 and dating this girl. She was a hell of a spitfire and was always wanting to do stupid shit. Like, I don't know, provoke ancient evils. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. Um, well, one night she came over to my grandma's and of course, grandma tells her about the Wendigo and to be watchful on the trails. So, you know, basic grandma stuff. Well, this girl, um, well, this got my girlfriend at the time excited. I do remember this story. Mm -hmm. And she decided at 1am that we were going to go walking on the trails. Yes. Oh God. I know where this is going. (laughs) (laughs) Me, a natural skeptic said, sure. What do we have to lose? Thinking with my privates and not my brain, I somehow <laughs> rationalized this is a good idea, but took my 22 just in case. So we start Thank walking. God. Mm. So we start walking, and of course, all I can think about is this stupid walk better have some payoff. Well, I got more than what I wanted. Everything was fine until about two miles in. I started to see something thick and spattered on the ground um, and all over the leaves and plants. Plants and so blah, blah, blah. so my dumbass thought, oh, it's sap. Um, sure, everything was great, wood stroll, whatever. Even though my body was sending me signals of fear, this was where shit hit the fan. You see, me being in my own head about the quote-unquote sap, have been inspecting it closely enough to where I had stopped paying attention to the girl I was with. 
She had been silent this whole time. In parentheses, he put a rarity in her case. (laughs) And that's when I finally realized the shit on the leaves wasn't sap. It was blood. The way I found this out was by touching it. Sap isn't warm, nor is it that coppery red color. Oh, God. Now, terrified, I look up at the girl, and she's completely ghost white. Her eyes are locked on something a few feet away from where we are standing. It was just the carcass of a fresh deer, split open, not yet in the stages of rigor mortis. When I see, it's actually a relief. Coyotes frequent the area, and it left its kill there, and it ran off. The girl I was with insisted that we should go. Me being the jackass, I joked, oh, scared of the windigo, are we? At this point, I was met with a slap to the face from the girl. Surprised, I recoiled and said, Jesus, what the fuck, B? Parentheses, her name started with the B, and she now nearly is yelling at me, screaming, coyotes don't wear shoes, asshole. Confused, I look over to her and realize that she hadn't had her eyes locked on the deer like I had, though. She pointed to a set of prints running down the trail away from the, um, away from the deer carcass. Now, at this point, I thoroughly freaked the fuck out. I take the twenty-two at this point, a little Ruger, and pull back the hammer. Now, this is when shit goes from stupid to fucking bananas. A voice comes from beyond the trail. We could hear, that won't help you. It sounded like the voice of a male, underwater. Oh my god. Ugh, fuck you, asshole. Huh. I'll do plenty it'll do plenty of good. Why don't you step out here where I can see you? Deer are out of season and I don't take kindly to poachers. My lady's already on the phone with nine one one. The girl I was with maybe have been stupid obnoxious, but she wasn't stupid. So she took this as her cue and dialed and dialed. I've got no bars, she hissed at me under her breath. That's when the reply to my big man talked came and chills me to the bone to even think about to this very day i told you nothing good happens on these trails after midnight normally i wouldn't have given the voice a second thought except this was my grandma's voice coming from where i could not see at this point the girl i was with (laughs) breaks into a full-on sprint back to where we came from you see my grandma is in a wheelchair (laughs) there's no fucking way she could be my grandma was in a wheelchair and so for her to have been able to nego- uh, negotiate, Jesus Christ, navigate the trail would have been impossible. I was so terrified, I dropped the gun in fear and began to run. Then for whatever god-awful reason, I decided last minute to turn around and grab the little Ruger. And that's when I saw the thing that I'd been talking to. I only caught a brief glimpse, but it was enough for me to never forget. It was huge, probably 10 feet tall, with big yellow fog lamp eyes and an extended snout full of teeth. I ran like the fucking Dickens, and me and the girl never spoke again. Want to know what keeps me up at night the most? I could have sworn that it was smiling. Oh, my God. No. uh, I remember that part. It got me last time, too. Mm Mm-hmm. So, anyways, if you guys have any dope-ass stories of lore from your area, because these are all cryptids and different things like that are specific to certain areas, totally send them in, because I want to read them. Yeah. And you can email us at hecklandshide at gmail.com. They're so crazy. Yeah. Some of the stories we get freak me the fuck out. Yeah. And I'm getting kind of used to shit with this podcast. Yeah. And it still freaks me out. So my part was a little bit shorter, um, mostly because this episode's going to be a little bit shorter because we are also going to try and slam in a kink coven today. So let's start my three-part topic, shall Oh, yeah. We? Fuck, I forgot. Yep, 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 so, yep. So... <laughs> Yeah, three parts, and it still doesn't cover everything that could cover astrology. So that's our topic, astrology. 
But yeah, again, three top or three parts to this topic, and it still is not going to cover everything. Oh, well, fun fact: I'm wearing my Aries necklace I just got. It says Aries on one side, oh, and yeah. the constellation on the other. I didn't even think about it either. I just wear it. Worked out perfect. Okay, so astrology like is the study it. of the influence the distant comic objects, such as stars and planets, have on human lives. The position of the sun, stars, moon, and planets at the time of people's birth is said to shape their personality, affect their romantic relationships, and affects many other areas of their life as well. What most people know about astrology is their sun sign, which refers to one of the 12 houses of constellation of the zodiac. This form of astrology, which is the astrology used for horoscopes, is probably the simplest form because nothing more than the date of someone's birthday is needed to generate your sun sign. And that, in turn, is your horoscope. Uh, many, many people will tell you that this form of astrology is so simplistic that it provides very limited results. And, I mean, there, there are times that I've um, done my, like read my horoscope, mm-hmm. and I'm like, this is not nearly as detailed as I wanted it to be. No. So that's why I want to do my birth chart. I still haven't. Okay, so to produce a more accurate reading, like I just said, was a, uh, many people check to see what sign, where each sign... Um, where each planet was at the time of their birth. The planets and signs combined with their elements, such as the houses and the angles, form a complex and often very specific profile of a subject's personality, their life, and their pu- future 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 prospects. So this is, like I said, a birth chart or a natal chart. Okay. So the placement of the planets at the time of your birth can be vastly different than someone else who's born on the same day. Yeah. Or you may not relate very much to your sun sign, but if you dive deeper and do a birth chart, you'll discover that there are other signs within your chart that may resonate with you more than your sun Okay, so numerology, tarot, and feng shui are a couple areas rooted within... So ancient cultures all practiced their own forms, um, some of which combined and evolved into what we commonly use today, which is Western astrology. So Eastern cultures continue to practice their own forms, such as Chinese, Vedic, I think is how you say it, and to... What? I said K. Oh. I've and, never heard of that. Yeah, I hadn't either. And Tibetan astrology are some of the most well-known. Tibetan? Yeah, in other cultures. So even when, even within Western astrology, there is a considerable diversity of methods and philosophies that people use. There are upwards of 80 different branches of astrology, possibly more, but I'm, I only listed a few of these here. So humanistic... 80? 80. There's okay. so many, it's because there's so many tiny branches of each thing, oh but it's gosh. just the branches of all of it together. So, I mean, there's only, there's not 80 parts of astrology, it's just the branches off of each one. That's the They lot. get specific, like, there's some that's even for, like, gambling astrology, you know, like. Huh? Yeah, exactly. They list so many, because it's so many branches off of branches off of branches, like, they get too, de- like, they divide it too much. Oh, my God. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was like. I'm not I'm putting over here trying to know who I get along with and have the best sex with. But exactly. that's fine. I'm like, <laughs> tell me what my future is going to be. Fuck. Yeah, I did not put all of them in. So let's see. Where was that? So humanistic astrology is what we now primarily practice here in the West. Um, some refer to this as just their astrological, astrological reading to assist people who want personal awareness Knowledge of their patterns, their karmic issues, their strengths, weaknesses, and then predictions of their future. Okay. So then, again, like branches. Karmic or 
esoteric astrology focuses on the more spiritual side of an interpretation or the insights. Okay. So like it's just like a deeper version, you know. Mm-hmm. Then there's relationship astrology. Oh, fuck me. Which deals with the energy between two people in a relationship, which it can be lovers or a child, a parent, your boss, an employee, family <sighs> pattern. Oh, you should. That was a fun face. <laughs> Vocational astrology focus on assisting the client to understand where this their greatest career potential lies. Okay. Um, planting okay. by astrology has been around for centuries and still thrives. Mythological astrology is the branch that applies to the worldwide myths to explain the archetypes in the chart. So just kind of like a deeper uh, look into the charts. And then the last one I put on here is psychological astrology is just what it says. It focuses on the psychological aspects of a char- of a character in the horoscope. All right. So there are four typical astrology chart readings. So we'll dive a little bit further into what a birth chart or natal chart is. So this is the place to start for your very first astrology reading if you want a deeper reading or when you're looking for um, understanding about yourself and to take a deeper look, like I said, at your personality and life traits. So a natal chart is a Snapchat, Snapchat, (laughs) snapshot of the sky at the exact time that you were born. So think of a natal chart as your personal user manual, basically. Oh, boy. This type of astrology reading explains how all of the planets, not just the sun, influence your personality, your emotions, and your ambitions. So if you question your life's purpose or seek to understand repeating patterns in your life, if you want to gain insight onto why you're attracted to particular people, or if you're just looking for answers on why you behave or think a certain way, um, you're looking for a natal chart reading. All right, all right, all right. So it reveals important information housed in karma and destiny points to help quickly connect to and understand early life trauma, family Ugh. relationships, and other sources of ego wounding that um, you I don't know to... anyone who does natal charts. Yeah, I don't know either. Not like often, or at least. What the fuck? I guess I know of some people who can do them, just not that they do do them. Um... Okay, so the source of years of struggle or failure in a specific area can be quickly pinpointed, as well as the path to improving that. These karmic points reveal the lessons that you will endure as the universe tries to move forward on a path of evolution. Mm. So another chart is current transits chart. So these are what um, astrologers or people look at when they write horoscopes. Are we still in the retrograde? Because that I think thing. we are. I think we are till the thirty first. Dude, my ex texted me the other day, and you guys, I, I didn't text him. Stop back. it! Stop it! Stop! It's my gross. friend texted me, and he texted her too. He wanted us to go to a bar with him. My ex wanted me to go out to a bar with him. No, no, no. What? What? I, the thing? I, first of all, I don't know how he even. Like, found? Yeah. Yeah. For one, for two. I know his ass doesn't listen to this. Stalking much? I know I've got a nice butt. We'll refer back to that. Yeah. But oh my God. It's kind of like a, yeah, scared. I know. What the fuck face. It's fine. You should see it in real life. Yeah. Okay, keep going. It's fine. Okay, so. Fucking loser. (laughs) Sorry. Exes, don't do it. No. Okay, so current transits are what people, are what they look at to create horoscopes. Or when referencing something that's taking place in the present moment or in the coming weeks. So that's a current transit chart. Um, 
when you want to know how big astrology event that you keep hearing about will personally impact you, such as a new moon, lunar eclipse, or the different planets shifting or retrograde, whatever, how will it impact your life? <laughs> you want a current transit astrology reading. Fuck. All right. So, yeah, this will answer questions such as, why have I been feeling so weird? Will I relocate? Will romance pick up? Jesus. Or will I be successful in that court case? No. Sorry. <laughs> shit like that. You know. Solid no for me. Just shit like that. All right. So, solar return. It's your birthday. Okay, I'm not doing that whole thing. Oh, my God. No. Okay. Every year on the day you were born, at the exact time you were born, is technically called your solar return. A.K.A. Yo, birthday. I like solar return better. I'm totally. I dude, do, too. I'm doing my Dirty 30 this year in November. Yeah. Um, I swear to God, I'm going to invite everyone to my solar return. <laughs> no, seriously. I will never call it a birthday again. Uh-uh. That's boring. That is so cool. Yeah. So, happy solar return to anybody whose solar return happens it's today. Today or this week or yeah. whatever. Or this month or this year. Just to everyone. I'm right? Feeling, I'm yeah. feeling really, you know, giving right For, now. Oh, that is cool. Okay, so a solar return reading is your personal horoscope for the whole entire year. Your natal chart never changes and serves as your official user's manual, but on your birthday, the universe gifts you with a new dose of cosmic energy. Oh, beautiful. So it influences your personality and your goals for that year. So that's why it's good to have a natal chart for just an overall, and then your solar return is good for your upcoming year. Okay. So the placement of the planets on your birthday indicates your life's theme for the year now and as well as how you'll experience that theme. Okay, cool. So weddings, babies, career changes, whatever. Uh, Where growth lessons were what? Where a growth lesson is imminent are highlighted in a solar return astrology reading. So where it's imminent, these lessons, they highlight them in their solar return. I can, okay. I made that sound all weird. Yeah. That's why I had to clarify. It's fine. Information obtained from your solar return chart can help you prepare for opportunities and lessons so you can better navigate them when they do arise. This is a fun birthday gift to yourself or to someone else. I'd want that. I think yeah, that'd be cool. Maybe cool. Um, sinistry. I think I'm saying that right. It's your really, okay. So your relationships are not coincidental, just like the rest of your life. That's kind of like soul written contracts. In the stars. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So when you're seeking a deeper understanding of a relationship between you and someone, a sinistry reading or a relationship reading would be beneficial for that. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I have some questions about a few people. <laughs> yeah. Same. Same. Like, okay, like a solid one. Maybe, <laughs> maybe two. I don't know. That's funny. Yeah. Probably two. Yeah, I could, I could get some answers for sure. I got to find someone who does these charts, bro. Yeah, seriously. If anybody who listens does them, oh my God, tell us. First of all, get in the closed group and then just let us all know. Okay, so what? People are so dumb. Yeah, like that's what I'm saying. I love it. Some of the th- some of the things that people say though, like you really, I think that on Facebook a lot. Like there should be a duh react on Facebook. Hence the. Like, are you on drugs? Because the fuck, dude. I do that so often. Like what in the fuck? If you haven't noticed, for the last like 48 hours, I've just been fucking sending it. I don't give a shit. I know it's awesome. I love your posts when I see them. Ugh. So I go like. A, like a day without seeing any and then i'll see like six <laughs> that's what i do though i manage for like a day or two and then i'm like here have all this it's like one from two days ago and i'm like what's happening okay so 
back to our sinistry chart reading. So the astrology of relationship and combat combat co- fucking a com- combat compatibility com- yep, oh, compatibility bloody hell compatibility that took you a minute it did <laughs> that is called sinistry. I'm gonna I'm probably saying it wrong. It's fine. So it's all the what's and the why's that you ask yourself regarding a relationship. They can be answered in this type of reading. What are these called? Sinistry. No, like all the overall charts. Oh, uh, they're just astrological charts. Let's see. Let me find the exact words I use. Astrology chart readings. Ah, okay. Sorry. Keep going. No, you're good. Anytime you ask if you and someone belong together or why you struggle or why or what your combined strengths are, what you're meant to learn, all that, it can be... You can find those questions answered in this type of reading. And it's not only for romantic relationships, like I said earlier. It can be uh, siblings, parents, whatever. It's similar to a natal chart reading. The true gift of this reading, the sinistry, is to help understand... um, Let's see. Help in the understanding of self in direct relation to another individual to be able to understand the possibilities your relationship holds. So you're not wasting your goddamn time. Which I think a lot of people need to pay more attention to. Correct. Just, just saying. Correct. Can I need water really quick? Do you like my hold music? (laughs) I do. It was like elevator. It was fun. That was weird. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay, so now we're going to get further into the zodiac signs. So there are 12 zodiac signs, each about 30 degrees wide in the chart, making a total of 360, which is the full circle around the Earth. They correspond at the same number or to the same number of constellations of stars in the sky, but they're not equally as wide. Okay, in astrology and the horoscope, each zodiac sign represents a character, a tendency, and what, um, which, holy shit, I'm having issues today. And you're going to be fine. Each zodiac sign represents a character and a tendency which affects any celestial body. The plants express what happens, and the houses where it happens plants oh my god yeah you this are is rough. You, you're losing me all over the place i know i'm losing everyone i'm losing myself i'm starting what the plants have thing. to do with it yeah it wasn't plants it was planets oh oh that's why i was like i'm fucked i'm just fucking up why am i doing why do i do better at six o'clock in the morning than i'm doing at 12 30 in the afternoon because your mind is four other places right and i need alcohol if i'm doing it in day or evening and i don't have it okay so i'm gonna try that part it's small i'm gonna start that little paragraph over again in astrology and the horoscope, each zodiac sign represents a character, a tendency, which, in, which affects any celestial body. The planets express what happens, the houses where it happens, and the aspects why, and the zodiac signs shows how. Yes. Every, that one made sense. Right. Yeah, I, I confused myself the first time. Every planet moves through the zodiac sign with differing speeds. And changes character according to what sign it occupies at the moment. So the planets are the acting forces in the horoscope, but the zodiac sign nuance and alter their character. So it changes as, you know, as the, as the world turns and the year goes. Mm-hmm. Each season. Each month, I should say. So um, each of the zodiac sign is ruled by an element. So you have water, fire, earth, and air. And each of these elements is characterized by different strengths and tendencies. But how each star sign is affected by its element is unique to that sign. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So every sign in the zodiac is attached to a quality. There's cardinal, mutable, or fixed. 
The qualities play uniquely essential roles in the world, and it's good to have a balance between them. Each of the zodiac Who signs... Who lives with balance these days? Right. Settled I'm pretty down. sure I don't have balance in any of my signs. So each of the zodiac sign is also associated with a planet, and it's called... That planet is the ruler. This planet exerts a stronger influence over a given sign than any other planet has, and it affects how your zodiac sign interacts with others and approaches life and forms of re- and forms relationships. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know much about my chart. One mm-hmm. of the, one of the things I do know is that my Lilith moon is in Scorpio. Oh, okay. Which fucks so many of you. Right. That's, so that would make makes sense. a lot of sense for me. Yeah, yeah it kind of makes sense. I really want to do mine. I want to know. I want to do I will, all the charts. I, I posted in two groups that I'm in to see if anybody does them. Tool. Tool, um, I said. Tool. tool 100%. God Lord. Um, just because I'm really skeptical of typing that shit on Google and just finding someone who does it. I'm yeah. weird like that. No, no, I would be the same. Um, but I don't, I don't know anybody who does them. Mm-hmm. I need to figure out what time I was born. I don't know. So. Oh, I know what time I was born. It's written upstairs in my baby book. Yeah, I just need to find it. My mom remembers the time my sister was born, but not me. She was born at 11-11, though, so. Yeah, I saw that. At, it was, like, 11-11 at, like, 7-11. No, she was 7 pounds, 11 ounces, in room 11-01, born at 11-11. Jesus Christ. Look at all those ones in my girl's life. Oh, my God. Yeah, anyways. She's got a lot to live up to. <laughs> yeah. For real. I don't no know why pressure, I put my, Ashley. I put my phone down like I was done. <laughs> okay. So, there are the 12 houses of Zodiac. The houses are not the same as the Zodiac wheel, which is based on the sun's yearly rotational movement. Instead, the house reflects the Earth's own 24-hour rotation around the axis. When reading a birth chart, the two systems are fused together. So, the houses. Okay, so the first house begins, begins the Zodiac and covers the first. So, first impression... Of self and appearance, leadership, new initiatives, fresh starts and beginnings. This sign on the cusp or starting edge of the house is referred to as your rising sign or ascending sign. Mm-hmm. This is the first house is Aries. It's ruled by Aries. Right, right, right. So the second house is ruled by Taurus. And it covers all matters related to your immediate material and physical environment, such as taste, smell, sound, touch, sights. And it also rules income, money, and self-esteem. The third house is ruled by Gemini, and it rules all forms of communication, such as talking, thinking, and gadgets and devices, such as cell phones and shit. And shit. (laughs) The third house also covers siblings, neighborhoods, local travel, libraries, schools, teachers, and community affairs. Okay. The fourth house is ruled by Cancer, and it sits at the very bottom of the zodiac wheel, and rules the foundation of all things. Listen, I'm just going to be that asshole that says cancers are emotional as fuck. Ashley's a cancer. I, I'm not sorry. <laughs> I just fucking saying. dated a female cancer and it was my worst like, fucking oh relationship ever. I'm definitely more emotional than my sister, I feel like. I'm too emotionally detached and logic minded mm-hmm. to date someone who's too emotionally based mm-hmm. which is why i work well with aries because yeah. y'all are a bunch of assholes we're emotionals <laughs> but we're logical and assholes right yeah yeah, yeah. i sometimes have be, emotions aren't sad they're like, rage right <laughs> yeah but like i have to be the most emotional one in the relationship or like i'm just gonna pat you with a broom but, yeah i can't have i'm glad that cole isn't super like he shows his emotion just 
perfect amount for me. Yeah, just when it needs to be there. Yeah, because too much, I'm just like, no. Too less. Pat the head. <laughs> no. What do I do? Feed you? Yeah. I don't get it. Awkward laugh. <laughs> We're assholes. That's... We are. We are, though. Yeah. I'm a, I'm a nice asshole, but I'm still an asshole. You're just an asshole. No, yeah, just that's kidding. fine. I'm, I'll fucking allow it. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely the nicer one. Meh. Yeah, for sure. At <laughs> least publicly. Right, like you're super nice to me, but it's like no, 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 some, no. Uh, I'm an asshole publicly. Right. You say shit behind closed doors. Yeah, but no, not it's... behind people's backs. No, 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 no. Clarify that. No, I don't yeah. mean it like that. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're just less. Open yeah, you're just less like... public about the fact yeah. that you're like you're a fucking idiot. Like you're a fucking dumbass. Yeah. Yeah. What oh, in the shit. fuck? Send I help. A little. I've got a little water on your carpet. I don't care. Do you know how much water has been on my carpet? Are you fucking kidding me? I don't even care. I have to clean all of it. That's why I stared at you for a second. You're such an you get my joke. <laughs> Fuck your joke. Fuck your stupid joke. See, I'm a little bit of an asshole on the mic. Oh my god. Okay, so I think I already talked. Yeah, cancers. We talked about that. The fifth house is ruled by Leo, and by the dramatic Leo. I love it. It governs. <laughs> what? I love it. I had to add that because it said it in the thing and I was like, I'm putting that in there. And it governs self-expression, drama, creativity, color, attention, romance, fun, and play. The sixth house is ruled by Virgo and is the domain of health and service. Okay. It rules schedules, organization, routines, fitness, diet, exercise, healthy living, helpfulness, blah, 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 all that shit. Okay. The seventh house is ruled by Libra. And is the sector of relationships and other people. It governs all partnerships, both business and personal, and relationships associated, or any relationship associated matters, like marriage, contracts, or business deals. The eighth house is ruled by Scorpio, and is a mysterious sector that rules birth, death, sex, transformation, mysteries, merged energies, and bounding the deepest level. Holy motherfuck! That is... Shelby. I'm pretty sure. Oh, actually, it says ruled by Shelby, not Scorpio. <laughs> it's interesting. Um, when people get to know me, they realize how oddly Scorpio I am. I, I'm definitely Scorpio and Sagittarius. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people out there who don't believe in the cusp signs and don't yeah. believe in the intertwining of the two. And I don't know how you can't, like cannot believe yeah, in Yeah, maybe they just don't. Maybe when they've come encountered with that people don't relate to both well like, like but too. He it, both. astrologically like the stars were in the midst of changing, changing. so no, like yeah. how can you not there was a literal shift of all of it right so I'm, sometimes they don't even um, i'm interested to see what your sagittarius one says because yeah. the scorpio one is a thousand percent me yeah sometimes sometimes people don't even resonate with their sun signs so right that doesn't really always surprise me but yeah you're super scorpio i'm pretty sure that doesn't say ruled by scorpio it says shelby <laughs> Pretty sure. <laughs> well, I'm, like I said, I'm interested to see what Sagittarius I mean, says. right there. Birth, death, sex, hey. mysteries, merged energies. About it. It says bonding at the deepest, but we'll just stick with bonding. Bondage? Yeah, Kay. exactly. That's what I was <laughs> Okay, so Sagittarius is the ninth house, and it covers the higher mind, expansion, international, and long-distance travel. I mean, kind of do that. Astro- yeah, I was like, you kind of already do that. Foreign languages, inspiration, optimism, publishing, broadcasting, universities, and higher education. Hmm. Um, gambling, religion, philosophy, morals, and ethics. So 
everything I do in both. That's nuts. I want to go back up to Aries. What did that say again? <laughs> reread, reread. <laughs> okay, so the tenth house is ruled by yeah, Capricorn. Yeah, reread Aries. I'm going to. I'm going to go back up to it when I'm done with this. <laughs> It's Mostly because I have you as an Aries, I have my husband as an Aries, and yeah. I have Tyler as an Aries. So three oh, yeah, really yeah. dominant people. Obviously, I have a husband. Uh-huh. One of my best friends is an Aries, uh-huh. and then you're an Aries too, and we're together all the time doing shit. So yeah. I'm interested to see how like it affect like it. Well, I mean, because everybody's different, but yeah. I'm interested to see like what traits of the Aries. Well, because Tyler's like Aries. Oh my God, you have to read. Did you do Taurus yet? No, I don't think so. Okay, because Tyler's on the Aries Taurus cusp. Okay, what's the date again for that? I- I have it in here. I just don't. I have don't. It I don't remember. All I know I is I think I'm close to the cusp, but I'm not right yeah, on it. He's on it. Yeah. Okay. What's your birthday? Twenty fourth. I think it's okay. like the twenty first. I think his his is like mine. It's like right at the end, and he's the seventeenth. Yeah. So I think you're you're a true Aries. So if his is seventeenth, he'd be about the same as me because it's the twenty first that it cuts. I think. I don't know. So seventeenth to twenty first, or twenty first to twenty fourth, I'm technically closer to the cusp than he would. Well, then you're a cusp, too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Hold I on. Know I'll that. look up the fucking cusp thing. Yeah, I know the dates of it. You keep reading. See, that's what I mean. There could be so much. I didn't even have this, that in there, and I still have three parts to this topic. No, I, I believe that. it. That's but nuts. yeah, so when okay. you're done with all of them, go back to Aries. Okay. And then I need to focus on Taurus for two reasons. One, Dominic's a Taurus. He is. Okay, cool. Oh, I must have already said Taurus then, because. Well, we'll have to do it again. Yeah. Because apparently neither one of us pay attention. No, we didn't. Apparently. <laughs> or missed it. <laughs> okay. Aries Taurus cusp is April 19th to the 20th. Okay. So neither of us are. Well, according to this one, but there's other ones I've oh, read. April 19th to the 20th. Yeah. But there's other ones that say that he is. Okay. See, this one says that I'm not even on the cusp. So oh, I'm yeah. reading the wrong one. We're going to delete what I just said. Literally. We'll just delete it. Perfect. So keep going. Okay. So the 10th house is ruled by Capricorn. And is the very top of the chart, so it's the most public part of the chart. The it governs the structures, corporations, traditions, fame, honors, achievements, awards, blah blah blah. Fathers, fatherhood, discipline. Um, don't want to blah 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 that part. The cusp or border. He's a blah blah blah. Okay. Blah blah. Guy, fathers deserve a shout out. I won't blah blah that part. The cusp or border of the tenth house is also called the midhaven. Okay. And it is I got it. clues astrologers into the career path. Okay. The um, Aries Taurus cusp is April 16th, ends on the 22nd. Okay. Um, and then. Oh, wait. So what comes before Aries? Aries Taurus. Because Dominic's so in May. That's okay. So that's, that's was... after. Yeah. Hold on. That's I'll was... just read all of them. Okay. So Aries Taurus is April 16th to the 22nd. Taurus Gemini is May 17th to the 23rd. Um, Gemini Cancer is June 17th to the 23rd. Cancer Leo is July 19th to the 25th. Leo Virgo is the 19th to the 25th of August. Sorry. Virgo Libra is September 19th to the 25th. Libra Scorpio is, um, it's called the cusp of drama, (laughs) (laughs) um, is the 19th to the 25th of October. Scorpio Sagittarius is the 18th to the 24th. Um, Sagittarius Capricorn is December 18th to the 24th. Capricorn Aquarius is January 16th to the 23rd. Aquarius Pisces is April 15th to the 21st. And then Pisces Aries is March 17th to the 23rd. So Pisces comes before Aries. Okay, so I'm close to Pisces and I'm an Aries. So, because I'm the 24th and it said the 21st. 24th of what? March. 
Oh, yeah. You're like the day after. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're I'm right looking. at the tail end of it. Okay. I've never even read any of the Pisces horoscopes, so I have no idea if I relate to that one at all. Hmm. I'll just that. I didn't even pay. Oh, Pisces is the 12th house. We'll get there. Okay. So the 11th house is ruled by Aquarius. And it's um, friendship, group, society, technology, electronic media, networking, humanitarian, rebellion. And it also rules originality, uh, sudden events, surprises, astronomy, science fiction, and all things futuristic. Hmm. This baby's going to be an Aquarius. Is it? Okay, cool. It's going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. So the 12th house is ruled by Pisces. And, um, let's see, it's the 12th and final house, which rules, so it rules the endings. This house covers the final stages of a project, tying up loose ends, completions, the afterlife, old age, and surrender. It's also, also associated with separation from a society, um, and institutions, hospitals, jails, hidden agendas, and secret enemies. So it also rules the imagination, creativity, arts, poetry, film, journals and the subconscious mind so that's pisces okay so going back up to so aries um covers all the first so that's first impressions the self the appearance leadership new initiatives fresh starts and beginnings so the sign on the cusp or starting edge of this house is referred to as your rising sign or ascendant so there's not a whole lot on aries there yeah there's not Uh a lot in depth there and the taurus was the second house so Mm -hmm. that one Covers all matters related to your immediate material and physical environment. So that's taste, smell, sound, touch, sights. Okay. And then also rules income, money, and self-esteem. All right. Okay. All right. So the Aries is the ram, which is challenging and impulsive. Taurus is the bull, which is conservative <laughs> and concrete. Gemini, the twins, communicative and playful. Communicative and playful. Cancer, the crab, is caring and sensitive. Leo, the lion, is dominant and proud. Virgo, the virgin, is careful and minute. Libra, the scales, is negotiating and ethical. Scorpio, which is a Scorpio, or scorpion, is hidden and passionate. Sagittarius, the archer, is impatient and independent. Mm-hmm. Capricorn, the goat, is ambi- ambitious and decisive. Uh, Aquarius, the water bearer, is profound and original. And Pisces, the fish, is searching and submissive. So the characters of the zodiac sign are to uh, a large extent... Wait, what? Oh, to a large extent depend on their astrological element and the quality. So the zodiac signs depend on the element and the quality. Every zodiac sign in the in horoscope belongs to one of the four element, which represents the four aspects of life. So fire is activity, earth is materialism, air is thought, and water is emotions. I was going to get a drink, but whatever. Okay. So the elements and qualities of the zodiac sign are marked by colors. So fire is red, earth is brown, air is blue, and water is green. Um, so, and then cardinal is dark and fixed. Medium is mutable. Or, well, hold on. Cardinal is dark, fixed is medium, and mutable is light. Okay. So those are going off that a little bit more. Um, since the, and that is talking, that goes into what we're talking about next. There are 12 zodiac signs and four elements, which there are three signs belonging to each element. There are also three basic qualities that the zodiac signs have, which again are the 
Cardinal, which is leading, fixed, which is static, and mutable, which is following. So the four elements and three qualities make up 12 possible combinations, and each zodiac sign has a unique combination of elements and qualities. Okay. So that's about all I have for the notes on that one, and then I have a note to myself to read from my um, gallery. So i got to find this picture. Okay, so back to the birth chart a little bit. So the sun speaks about your ego, which is the I am, and drives you to be who you are and how you identify yourself. The moon sign speaks about your emotional self and what we need to feel secure, safe, and nurtured. The ascendant or rising sign is a sign that represents how others see you. When we first meet someone, we are likely to meet their rising sign. The descendant sign shows the type of people who are most attracted to you or that you are most attracted to sorry and the ones that you easily get along with Mm -hmm. the inner planets include mercury venus and mars they can describe core personality traits needs and desires and then the outer planets such as jupiter saturn uranus neptune and pluto have they reflect what will make your life special okay so that's just a little more on the birth chart but next time i go a little I go um, into, like, the signs more and um, how it talked about the elements and the colors and how they all intertwine. Mm-hmm. So, I'll t- yeah, I get into that more. But I get into each sign specifically between the next two parts. Fuck me. All right. Yeah. Well, we have to record back-to-back on this one. So we're going to tell you guys to save that shit. Save our souls. <laughs>